If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Tabby. And we're the Grace Taproom Podcast. Be sure to check out our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash Grace Taproom Podcast, too. There you can find our partnership with Hollowed Sense. Buy us a coffee because we definitely need it. All of our socials, listening platforms, and our merch store. And if you love our show enough, please feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. We have three amazing tiers starting from $3, $5, and $10 with a bunch of great content all over the place. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't text and drive. Don't drink and drive. Always drink responsibly. You heard her. Do it. Tap room closed. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. We're going to start out as we do now with the supporter shout out. We've got Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, and Javier now. So uh, yeah, the growing amount of support from you guys just warms the cockles of my cold black heart. Thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot to me. So getting off the kind of self-improvement or whatever you want to call it kick that I was on last week, uh, we're going to talk about some shit that's going on in this country and in the world these days that realistically needs to be addressed because it is important. And yeah, we're going to talk about it because I need to talk about it for my own sanity. And it's multiple things. It's not just one thing. And these things are lining up. The last couple of weeks have been pretty fucking significant in terms of the amount of shit that's going on and the amount of ridiculous shit that is not being covered by mainstream media in any way, shape, or form. So if you're not actively trying to keep tabs on certain things, you're probably in the complete fucking dark about it. Now, I generally I take for granted that a lot of the people that I know listen to this show on a regular basis probably already are at least peripherally aware of the stuff, if not more so. But I'm always hoping that if somebody's listening for the first time, maybe I'm turning somebody onto something they need to think about or a different way of looking at some of this shit that's going on. Because it's not good and I'm I'm really I am kind of worked up about this. So the first thing I want to talk about is there is a bill in the Senate being debated. It's uh Bill 686, which has been called by the media as the banned TikTok bill. 
uh, one of the that's mass media is not your friend. If you're listening to me at this point, you're and you listen on a regular basis, you know I've had no faith in these assholes for years. Somewhere along the line, we lost reporters as impartial sources that were on the people's side to try and keep us informed. They became, you know, uh, propaganda outlets. Basically, they don't do anything that they're not being instructed to do. There's there's no impartial reporting. There's no fair and balanced reporting. It is utterly bullshit. So the media pushed this whole thing that the Senate was debating a bill to ban TikTok because TikTok leaves us vulnerable to Chinese spyware and blah, 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 blah. And if that was just the case, honestly, I wouldn't give a shit. It would be a case of I really don't care. It's an app for stupid Gen Z motherfuckers. Yes, people my age, people older, people younger. I'll use it. I reg- I did not willingly get into it. I got into it because I thought it might actually benefit the show in some way, shape, or form. And in some ways, shape, or form, it did because I met some really cool people through TikTok that I wouldn't have met otherwise that, you know, similar-minded, similar assets, some cool people. The guys from the Business Party podcast, uh, to name one specifically, and a couple other people who I haven't, you know, quite got everything locked down yet, but potential future guests for the show are, you know, really cool people I found through TikTok. I wouldn't have ever come across in my day-to-day probably if I hadn't ventured into TikTok to try and look at stuff and the potential of trying to get some more listeners for the pod. Now, I realized really quick, your average TikToker is probably not my target audience. So I, plus, let's face it, I really, I got a, I, I got a face for radio. So I didn't do a lot of recording. I don't do videos very well. I did a couple. They're on there. I had to say it. If you really want to go check it out, if you're a TikTok person, go check it out. But anyway, I'm getting way off track here. The point of this is the bill has been publicly faced as a TikTok ban. And that is such a massive oversimplification. And on top of everything else, I don't appreciate the fact that we've got a bunch of fucking dinosaurs trying to deal with modern technology that they have literally no understanding of. When they were doing the interviews with the president of TikTok America or whatever the fucking corporation's name is, the guy who was in charge of running the U.S. And they were asking him all these questions about does it do this data? Does it do that data? It's literally the same answers apply to every social media platform that exists. But these fucking curmudgeonly dinosaurs don't understand that because they're old. They're out of fucking touch. They see it as some shit, some toys that their grandkids are playing with, and they don't understand any implications. They don't understand anything about the data or the terms and services. Of, and all. This. Even if you are that worried about TikTok being a security risk, People are voluntarily giving all this information away. And the problem isn't that the companies are harvesting this information and recording keystrokes and all this other shit. It's that their whole argument is a security threat because it's owned by China. Now, the thing about it is China actually only owns like 10 or 15 percent or some, some, you know, they don't own the whole fucking company. They own they are They regulate and restrict the content that is available to be seen in China. They have terms and conditions to allow that service to function in their within the boundaries of their country. And that's what a lot of the f- fucking dinosaurs that were grilling this guy were talking about. Well, how come you can regulate content on China, but you can't regulate content here? And it's because China doesn't have the same First Amendment laws. They don't have the same rights that Americans have. And so subsequently, they have more draconian control over the, their social media and what's accessible to their people. That's the way that country fucking works. That's not the way this country works. As much as a lot of these old cocksuckers want it to be that way, they want to have an iron fist regulating control over everything that people see, hear, and think and do. 
And that's where this bill becomes so fucking problematic. Because if you look at the wording of the bill, and I'm not going to go into it in a lot of detail, if you want to hear about it in great detail, I'm sure there are other shows out there that are unpacking it line by line and word by word. And the resources out there, you can Google it and pull the bill up and read it your fucking self. It's full of a lot of legalese and bullshit, and it's a very dry read, and it's annoying. And I slogged through it because I wanted to have some sort of informed opinion about it. Uh, as a quick addendum I'm going to throw in there, uh, came back after listening to it today, go check out uh, Whiskey Hell, their most recent episode that came out this week. They go into it section by section, break down what it means, and they do a wonderful job of explaining it in terms that are clear and concise and make sense. So, yeah, go check that out. But the long and the short of this bill is basically the government is attempting to grant itself and sort of circumvent the Constitution because they're, they're going to play the whole, well, this doesn't directly violate the constitutional right. All you have to do to not have this apply to you is not have these devices in your house and not use these services. Now, the long and the short of it is they do not clearly define it. They're very vague, very open-ended definitions. Plus, the wording of the bill allows the bill to be amended at any time without any sort of public discourse, public record, or public notification. It basically gives the president carte blanche to determine what things in the, the world are threats to the security or undue acceptable, acceptable risks to the national security of the United States, security and safety of the United States persons. The president may take such action as the president considers appropriate to compel divestment of or otherwise mitigate the risk associated with such covered holdings to the full extent that the covered holding is subject to the jurisdiction of the United States basically legalese for the president can decide any operating system, any hardware, any software, any anything that's connected to the Internet is a potential security threat. And if the president determines that's the case, then it basically you're if you're using it, it's it's a felony. You can be in all kinds of trouble. There's all kinds of potential fines and hazards anywhere up to like a half a million dollars or a million dollars. And 20 years in prison if you are trying to get around any strictures, like, for example, using a VPN to mask your your Internet information so you can use sites that or apps or products or services that were deemed unfit by the government. They find out you're doing that. You're going to go to prison. You're going to be charged like a million-dollar fine on top of any restitution they may deem fit. They, and the problem with this bill is, like I said, massive, massive fucking overreach by the government and completely open to they can ch down the line, change it to mean whatever they feel like having it mean. And they're putting it all under the purview of and basically what they're doing is they're going to put this all under the purview of the secretary of commerce who will review all these things and make decisions and make recommendations to the president who will then enact the policy enforcement where so Basically, an unelected appointed official will get to decide things that they want to recommend that the president address under this bill. And then the president will do as he sees he or she sees fit to enforce the recommendations from the secretary of commerce. Now, th th there's a whole nother list of issues I have with that particular matter. Because, again, unelected individual with the authority basically of the telling the president, okay, these are things are going to be problems. And it applies to Wi-Fi. It applies to cell phones. It applies to anything with internet access. 
They they have stipulations in there for drones. They have stipulations in there for cyborgs, for fuck's sakes. They have, you know, all sorts of ridiculous. Some of the shit's very sci-fi. Some of it makes you wonder what they've actually got on the back burner, what they're aware is in the near future. If they want to put provisions for this shit into an, a bill that's up for debate and up for vote right now. And they are going to, if they manage to force this through and pass it, they're going to try and argue that it doesn't infringe on any of your constitutional rights. So if it does wind up in front of the Supreme Court, they're going to say it doesn't infringe on your, on your rights because you don't have to be subject to this if you don't use any of these services. So basically, the only way this bill will not be applicable in your day-to-day life is you if you go completely off the fucking grid because this includes provisions for satellite access, Wi-Fi access, cellular access. Literally, every aspect of modern society is subject to interpretation under this bill by the government to for them to decide what you have a right to look at, what you have a right to see, access, do, think, how you can spend your money under these provisions. Things like Bitcoin and other non-centralized digital currencies would could very easily be made illegal. And then you would not only have to deal with the fines and repercussions from that, but you could be a felon for using them. Simple as the fact of somebody tells the president you need to tell people they can't use this shit anymore. And if you've got all your money tied up in Bitcoin or Ethereum or any other sort of non-centralized digital currency and you try and access any of that, those funds because the United States funding system is going to fucking collapse, you're shit out of luck. That's And then there's provisions in this bill where they can make these fucking criminal actions, things they can take away your liberty, your freedom, your life basically for retroactive they can say you did something we don't agree with 15 fucking years ago here's the proof of it you're going to jail today so if you think it's just about banning a silly app that teenagers use to fucking talk to each other and do stupid little dances and pass stupid little trends yeah i have a ton of problems with fucking tiktok itself i could give a shit less if tiktok was banned if that was the actual goal behind this fucking bill i wouldn't care less it wouldn't be worth the headache for me to talk about it because I mean, for starters, I would admit that I know stuff about TikTok, which is as a Gen Xer can be a little irritating, but there's actually other Gen X people on there that basically make fun of all the same people I make fun of. So like I said, I found, I found some people, I found some millennials that aren't too stupid. It's, it's a nice, you know, there are people out there that, you know, restore a little of my faith in, in the world, but at the same time, that's not what this bill is about. The only reason people think that's what this bill is about is because that's what the media is pushing it as. So people will let their guard down. So they will just say, eh, it's, it's, it's just TikTok. Who gives a shit? So people won't look at the actual bill and the wording of the bill itself. So people won't call their senators, their Congress people, their representatives, and tell them, if you fucking vote on this, you are done because you are throwing the American people under the bus. And that is literally what is going on. If they pass this bill, they are flat out saying, Fuck you guys. You're here to accommodate us, and we're going to tell you how to live your fucking lives. Deal with it. Because this bill will give them literally the power to, if you use any modern conveniences, you will be subject to the whims of whoever happens to be in charge at the fucking moment, more so than it is now. Literally, because it will be on the books that if you did X, Y, and Z, you're going to go to fucking prison. If you tried to live your best life or manage your money and keep the government out of your fucking business, you're going to prison. Because you're violating... 
This, this, this thing is a massive attempt to circumvent the Constitution more so than they already do. I mean, the vast majority of the politicians that are in office today don't give a shit about upholding their oath of office or their oath to the Constitution. But this is one of the most blatant power grabs that the current sitting government has attempted. And it's being shuffled off to the side by the mainstream media. They're they're talking about, oh, it's just a TikTok ban. Hey, look over here. We're indicting Trump. We're going to we're going to get that orange bastard. And the Democrats are so hardcore pushing that shit. They're like, oh, my God, we finally got him. And they're like celebrating. He's as of the time I'm recording this. Yeah, they're talking about the arraignment, but the arraignment is sealed. There's no list of charges. There's no public information made. Apparently, theoretically, they're going to be arresting him on Tuesday, the day this episode happens to come out. So I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you how that went. I think it's going to be a fucking dog and pony show, just like every other time they've tried to bring charges against a guy. And I really don't think it's going to stick. They're talking about campaign funds and misuse of campaign funds. If they charge him and put him in jail for that, they set a precedent and literally every single fucking sitting politician can be brought up on charges for the same shit because not a goddamn one of them is innocent of that. Not a single one. They all have a trail. There's always a paper trail. None of them are as smart as they think they are. And they can, if people are willing to do the effort and do the digging, if they put the Cheeto in jail, fucking start doing your diligence, go after all of them. If they say, well, this sets a precedent, any president can be charged, great. They're all fucking war criminals. Go after all of them. That's what. That's where I stand on this thing. Because they're doing this shit to distract us from the fact that they're trying to screw us over. And I, as much as I hate to say it because it sounds very conspiracy-oriented, a lot of what's been going on where this stuff is lining up just seems like it's it, there are false flag operations in place, but not necessarily the kind of false flag that people think they are. There, you know, all the uptick in mass shootings and the very unfortunate recent shooting in Tennessee where a trans identifying individual went into a Catholic school or a Christian school and killed three children and three adults and had a manifesto that hasn't been released yet that apparently from some leaked information said this school wasn't even the shooter's first target. They passed on the first target because it was too, too much security and too hard of a target which just proves the argument that school shooters go after soft targets. They go after schools because they're soft targets. And without getting into the whole, was this person weaponized as a, tr- a trans individual? Um, it's possible. That's not my, that's not my, my purview. That's not my ballywick. I don't give a shit why some piece of shit decided to go kill children and defenseless people in a soft target zone. I will not, push this as anything where people are saying, oh, well, this is a perfect example of why we need better gun control. There is nothing in any proposed gun control law, no single thing that would have stopped this shoot from happening. Maybe, you know, instead of sending $100 billion across the ocean to fund a war we have no business funding, we could use that money and put, I think think the statistic was two or three veterans in each school with... uh, you know, well-trained individuals that could protect our children and maybe neutralize threats before shit like this happened. You know, just 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 a thought, just putting it out there. Um, but ultimately, again, it was did this happen as a distraction from the fact that they are trying to basically put a full-blown tin pot dictatorship policy in place? Um, so yeah, that's realistically this this bill, this six eight six bill, is. Absolutely fucking horrible for the American people. It is not something that we should allow to pass. We should 
remind these assholes they work for us, not the other way around. You know, call your senators, call your congressmen, tell them do something about this shit or else you're going to be the ones that wind up, you know, behind the fucking eight ball, not us. Because there's a lot more of us than there are of them. And contrary to what a lot of people think, I really don't think, you know, most of the law enforcement and military are going to back them if they are doing something this absolutely fucking horrendous, if it is dragged out into the light. They try and do these things with distraction and without people being aware of them, and it's not by accident. It's because they know the American people aren't going to fucking tolerate this shit if it's above board and put out where they can see it. And another, and that brings me to the other thing that is the real big thing that's sticking out in my mind about what's been going on this week, and uh, that would be the uh, BRICS alliance. Now, if you don't know, the BRICS alliance is it's an acronym started out with uh, emerging economy, the leading emerging economies in the modern day. Uh, it's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa is what BRICS stands for. Now, the thing about that is they've been bringing more and more people into this organization. And Russia and China working together brings together basically the U.S.'s two major major competitors. And then you add in India and, and South Africa, which are very resource-rich countries. And that could be a potential problem. Now, the real problem, it's not a potential problem anymore. It's a real problem. It's multifaceted in terms of issues. Uh, they've brought Saudi Arabia into this uh, trading organization. Uh, basically, it's kind of like a answer to the G7 country alliance, which is what the United States is a part of. And they're bringing in things like you know Venezuela and other countries that generally have a vested interest in fucking America, for lack of a delicate way of putting it. It's just the way it is. These countries are getting together. They've agreed to start trading in currencies uh, that are not the U.S. dollar. Now, you may say to yourself, well, what's the big fucking deal? It's not the U.S. dollar. Well, the, the problem is, as of right now, the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency for the entire world. It is the one that's what gives us a lot of our fiscal power in relationship to our trade agreements with other countries is if they want to interact and they want to do things, they have to trade based in terms of dollars. That's what gives our currency part of its value. We got a lot of countries that are saying, you know what, we're not fucking doing that anymore. And a lot of them got together under this umbrella of the BRICS group, and they are actively making moves that are jeopardizing our position in the in the global economy. And it's not unheard of. It's not even the first time it's happened where countries have said, you know what, we don't want to use your currency. We don't want to trade in the dollar. The real issue comes into play in who has started to say, you know what, you're right, we're not going to take the, we'll let you trade in whatever you want to trade in. Oil trades are starting to be accepted in, in terms of uh, being settled in yuan, the Chinese currency. And that is a pretty major shift. The other thing about that is China and Russia have worked together and formed an alliance, and they have a hard-backed currency. Their currency is backed by precious metals. Our currency is backed by the fact that we say it's worth something. If you don't get the difference, you're listening to the wrong show because I don't have any crayons for you. I'm sorry. The problem is when everybody else decides they don't want to play by our rules anymore, we're pretty well fucked. We don't have the tangible resources to back up us saying our money is worth something, which you couple that with the current existing inflation, our money is going to be worth, you know, Nigerian prince money. It's going to be worth fuck all. It's going to be like, 
I remember a story from when I was a kid about uh, during the Civil War. It used to be, I mean, their economy and their currency was so devalued and worthless, you would take a Confederate dollar to the bakery to get bread for your family. And what they would do is they would take that Confederate note, set it on top of the piece of bread, cut a square of bread in the shape of that note, and that's how much you got. That's how much that note was worth. That's just, and that was actually probably worth more than what's going to happen to our currency if things don't get adjusted. Unfortunately, the Fed needs to be disbanded. This entire situation is because of the existence of the Fed. Our between the bank bailouts, the ridiculous just printing money out of thin air like it doesn't fucking cause inflation, the ridiculous fiscal mismanagement by the Fed. And now they're saying things like, oh, well, these actions by these other countries are bad for financial growth. They're not bad for global economic growth. They're bad for the United States' economic growth. The problem with these assholes in the Fed is they don't seem to understand. And again, this goes back to my whole, after you reach a certain fucking age, you should not be in a position of authority over the affairs of state. You have a bunch of geriatric motherfuckers who, they, you know, they do not understand the world has moved on and does not care what they have to say. These, like Janet Yellen, the chair of the Fed, is saying that all these moves being made by other countries could spell out economic disaster. It's not global economic disaster. It's economic disaster for the United States. And they, she doesn't realize the rest of the world is starting to get sick of our shit. And they don't care. Well, we're over here worrying about, you know, gender identity and all this other superfluous bullshit that if we were actually adults, we wouldn't give fuck one about because we would realize the media is just fanning this division deliberately to keep us manipulated by these old cocksuckers that are in office. And. The rest of the world is worried about making moves, building power bases, making alliances so they can fucking make their countries better. We're over here trying to argue about who gets to use what bathroom and whether or not men should be able to compete in women's sports because they identify as a woman. And if that's a problem for you, you know, fuck off. I'm sorry. This, the, the simple fact of the matter is if you need to transition to live your best life, if you feel like you're trapped in the wrong body and you want to go undergo surgery or hormone therapy or whatever else, and you're an adult and you want to do that, rock and roll. Do what you got to do. I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm not going to feel bad. Like, oh, my God, you ruined your life. If that's what you needed to be happy. However, I'm also not going to deny that biological males have a physical advantage over females, biological females, and they have an unfair advantage and should not be allowed to compete in those sports. You know why it's only male to female transitioners in sports that are having this issue? Because there's no female to male transitioned individual in this world that can compete on the same stages. It's, it literally is physically impossible. That's why we're, that's not popping up in the conversation. A lot of people are saying it's because of bigotries and phobias and all this other shit. That's not the case. It's biological fact. If there is a woman that wants to identify as a man that wants to go fight UFC that's big enough and strong enough to knock out motherfuckers in her own weight class, more power to you, sis. Get it. I'm sorry, sir. Go get it. I'm not going to be mad at that. I won't. I, I would actually cheer it on. I would love to see that shit happen because that would be putting somebody in their fucking place. Not because, oh, dude got beat up by a girl, but because somebody proved they could do it because they got the skill or they got the strength or whatever. But when it's a bunch of... Men who can't compete against other men that are 
you know, ranked 400th in their, in their particular sport. And then all of a sudden they decide to declare themselves a woman and start competing as a female and blow all the competition out of the water and shatter other records. And then just try and say like, they're the best woman. No, you have an unfair physiological advantage and you can go fuck yourself with that bullshit. It's really, it's not right that you want to try and it's, it's not transphobic. I'm not saying you can't be trans. I'm saying you have an unfair physical advantage in a physical medium. So you really are not competing on a level playing field and you fucking suck if you think you are. It's not, you know, disproving your identity or disclaiming your your right to be who you want to be. It's saying you're fucking cheating. But anyway, that's way off the fucking point. I just distracted myself. I I just put my own distractionary uh story into place. Uh but yeah, so the whole point about this bricks thing it is further destabilizing our economy in the United States and they're not talking about it like hardly at all in the mainstream media because people would probably start to panic and last thing the feds completely inept asses need is more financial panic in this country but there are things that are going on that are not being reported on very strongly that are massive issues another one of these massive issues is we're looks like we're going to be in for another summer of you know five or six dollar a gallon gas which is going to be a fucking nightmare for most of us because a lot of us are back to work now, and we got to commute, and we got to go to work, and that means our our already thinly stretched budgets are going to be stretched even fucking further because uh, Saudi Arabia and the OPEC nations just announced they're going to cut oil production by 500,000 barrels a day, which is uh, going to, it already caused a spike in the oil prices. They jumped like $5 a barrel, which you know, it may not sound like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things and the way the oil markets fluctuates, that's a huge jump right away. Uh, and the redu- reduction in oil production, they've announced that the plans are going to, the cuts are planned to last from May th- all the way through the end of the year. Um, and they're look, we're looking at like a 10% overall, uh, price increase going forward. Uh, which is kind of the point They're the, uh, they're, they're trying to, According to the oil producing nations, they're trying to shore up the oil prices because of a drop that happened because of all the chaos that's been going on with the banking segments in the U.S. And, you know, that's the thing. But they didn't realistically. uh, They didn't they didn't realistically do this in the usual manner. There wasn't a meeting. There wasn't a press conference, everything. else. It was just kind of announced like they did. They came to this decision behind closed doors and said, Yep, here here's the here's what it is. And they're basically setting up like we will not sell oil below this price and that's just the way it's going to work and we're going to take the actions to maintain these prices which is going to drive up gas prices here in the US. Um you know, they they've been they're still not as low as they were 2 years ago, but they had come back down, which was kind of a good thing. National average was coming down closer to like 350, 375 for for the cheap shit gas. And, uh, yeah, that's looks like it's going to probably be spiking back up again, which fucking sucks for pretty much all of us, especially, like I said, as inflation's uh, increasing and the U.S. government is doing pretty much everything they can to make it worse, from what I can tell, um, despite the fact that they're going to deny it. But they're also, you know, not doing things like opening up domestic oil production, which realistically could you know, solve all of our problems in terms of energy, because at one point we were energy independent. It wasn't that long ago. It was just a couple of years ago. Remember 
before the uh, fucking doddering old bastard that got stuck in the White House was elected, we were energy independent. We are no longer energy independent. So the, the very people that Biden has been pandering and kowtowing to trying to keep American gas prices down, which, you know, trying to push his green initiative, which is not green and not good for the planet in any real respects. So instead, this asshole wants us bringing in more oil from overseas, which has to be brought in tankers, which pollute and which can spill and cause oil spills and pollute. And we have to deal with countries that don't necessarily have our best interests in heart, like, oh, you know, Venezuela and now the OPEC countries. And here's um, here's a little taste of Aaron's thought processes. Now, with Saudi Arabia having interaction with BRICS, and basically, you know, they've kind of formed their alliances, which was not real public, publicly uh, pushed out there in most mainstream media, from what I could tell. And there's working together to establish uh, a floor on how low they will go on oil prices with all the bullshit that is still going on in Europe, including the, the need for fuel oil and other things like that, and all the embargoes and trade restrictions that are still put in place with Russia. This will... Well, I can't say it will, but it could very realistically, with the alliance between the BRICS countries, including Venezuela and Saudi Arabia now, they could actually leverage this to push, with our failing dollar, to push oil economy out of the reach and give their ally, Russia, extra leverage when dealing with Europe to have some of those sanctions dialed back, to have things that they need reinstated to have restrictions lifted to, you know, bring a conclusion to this whole Ukraine conflict because it's, they're going more and more towards anybody that's rolling with the U S is going to be in a position where all of the leverage is fucking gone. The oil producing countries are, have said they're going to accept, accept payment in non-dollars for the, for oil. That means all these countries that don't want to use the dollar don't have to. That means our the value of our dollar becomes lessened. Now, on top of that, you've got countries that we owe money to. That I mean, a huge portion of the American economy is based on debt that is owned by other countries. They decide to start calling their markers, in, and our money is all of a sudden worth less because it's no longer the standard that things like oil are purchased by. Yeah, all of a sudden those debts, the they become much more difficult to surmount. And I'm not a financial expert by any means. This is just kind of my observations from where I'm sitting. And I look at other things that are going on and things like the fact that my bank now charges you 10% if you want to do anything with coins. They're trying to you know, phase that stuff out. They're trying to outmode physical currency. I'm willing to bet within the next year we're going to see the U.S. government offering up a centralized digital currency that is controlled strictly by the government. It will be a centralized, not a non-centralized, like Bitcoin and Dogecoin and all that other shit, that, not Ethereum-based, not any kind of bit, bit chains. And it's going to be a centralized, federally controlled currency. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, what's the big deal? I just use my credit cards anyway. I just I just use electronic transfers for everything. I just I don't even carry cash anymore. The big deal about that is once they have complete and utter control over your finances, once you can no longer go to the bank and say, give me my fucking money because it's mine, 
that's another step towards having complete fucking control over your life. That is, if you don't stay in line, you don't toe the line, you don't do what you're told, whether it's in your own best interest or not, they cut your money off. They can freeze your money. They can start talking about pairing this in with social credit scores where, oh, you put a post on a social media site that they didn't agree with. And before they decide to throw you in jail because they passed this fucking restrict act and now they're going to look at your post from 15 years ago and decide you were an asshole 15 years ago and you said something they don't like and now you they're going to lock up your funds they're going to just take the fucking fines that they decided you owe them and they're going to throw you in jail for that too it's this is all about putting the american people on lockdown and none of it bodes well for us and the only way this can be avoided is by reaching out and saying to these assholes no we're not going to let you do this we're we're going to put you back in your place you get, I mean, e- even if we're not talking like stupid shit, you know, I'm not talking anything crazy or like going out and rising up and doing anything like that. But call your fucking elected officials. Let them know if, en- if enough people, if nothing else, these elected officials are fucking cowards. Balls to bone. They are fucking all cowards. If they think they're going to lose their position of privilege, their position of power, and if they get enough phone calls from their constituents saying, look, you motherfucker, if you do this, you're going to be answering to us. They won't do it. They are fucking cowards. So I guess that's kind of kind of how I'm going to wrap it up on this one is these we cannot let them do this shit. This is, I, I don't like I said, there are other people out there that are going to speak more eloquently about it. There are other people out there that are going to give you more detailed breakdowns of why these things are fucking terrible. And I really recommend you go out there, look around, find the information, listen to the people that are better informed than me. Don't just buy the fucking corporate line that's being fed to you because it is not good for you. They are feeding you a fucking poison pill. It's a fucking tiny little bit of cyanide dipped in a fucking M&M. And if you get enough of them in your stomach, you're going to fucking die. So it's, it's realistically, that's what we need to look at. We need to start being more aware of our circumstances. I, I've been saying how full of shit the mainstream media is pretty much since I start this, started this program. And it's just been coming to light more and more in the, in the recent times. And everybody who's bringing this shit to light now, you know, there's massive active campaigns to try and trash anybody who says anything that's not towing the line. This is this, these are like the signs of an empire in its death throes. They're losing control. They're losing grip. They're losing, and they don't know how to deal with that. So all they do is clamp down tighter and tighter and squeeze harder. And the harder they squeeze, the more shit they lose. And we have to be ready for that. So be aware, be active, start making noise, make too much of a din to be fucking ignored because that's the thing. That's why right now we have people that make up a very minor percentage of the country steering policy and dictating policy to the rest of us because they're the loudest fucking voices. So realistically, common sense needs to fucking get its voice back. It needs to be loud. And I have a little bit of hope. It seems like there's a little bit of a swing back towards common sense, but if we don't step it up, it's going to be too fucking late because they're going to push all this shit through. And then we're going to have to be dealing with the force of common sense being fucking illegal and communicating with each other about it being a problem. And, you know, having the fucking stormtroopers showing up at your fucking door to arrest you for something you said 10 goddamn years ago. So it's I, I mean, I can't. I feel like I, you know, a conspiracy nut shouting all kinds of fucking alarms, but it, that's just kind of where we're at. You guys, we got, we have to, if we want to leave a world for our kids that is not going to be a fucking nightmare, we really got to start being better. So I guess that's realistically all I can say at this point is 
We need to be vocal. We need to tell them this is not okay. We need to remind them who they fucking work for. It's not supposed to be big corporate interest. It's not supposed to be the WHO or the UN or any other fucking global phenomena. They're supposed to be working for the fucking people. And uh, we have to remind them of that. So I guess for now, that's what I got to say. I'm sorry, that's what I have to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.